How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get out of, get out of, uh, get out of gentlemen's clubs. Oh. How do you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> Considering the Saints, if you miss anything from Hour One, podcast available, uh, you know, just go to 1080thefan.com, radio.com, radio.com app. All kinds of ways to interact with this great show. Go to uh, Splunker. Splunker. I would not go there. That sounds like uh, probably very similar to your Stinky Flower website. No, it's a, uh, it's a streaming service, Splunker. <laughs> I don't think it is. Totally is. Just your, look it what up. What was your Splunker rating as a high school football player? Uh, 78. Better as a college football player? Your Splunker rating? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Just curious. You're talking about Splunker, not Spark, right? Yeah, your okay. Spark rating was a 78. No, it was a 90. I, oh. was, I was big time. Big time. That's why I, I got two offers. <laughs> What offers? Hey, it's more than I got. I got got zero. I mean, if you consider all the other schools, like Portland State, I don't mean to. You got less than zero. I got a Portland State offer. Oh, there you go. That's Uh, D1. Coach was Jerry Glanville at the time, which is kind of odd. Yeah. Because, like, meeting him was was weird. I mean, I met him for about, like, 30 seconds. Cool. Yeah. And are you going to go into the experience at all? No, I went to one of the games because <laughs> no. one of my buddies. No. Uh, I mean, it was just so unimpressive. I I, uh, I went to one of the games with one of my buddies because he actually ended up getting a scholarship there playing. Uh, and we just decided to go together to one of their games because they invited us. And uh, after the game, we just, like, met him. And he had on his hat. And um, uh, one of the uh, coaches was like, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is Jasper and Will. Uh, from Lake Oswego, and he's just like, oh, good to see you, fellas. And uh, then, like, the the other coach just, just described, like, where we were from and everything. He was like, all right, all right, well, I'll see you around. And that was it. <laughs> that was the whole experience. That was literally meeting him. 
And how did you not end up going to Portland State? Uh, I had to get out of here <laughs> immediately. Fair enough. And Corvallis was the uh, best option you had. Let me tell you something. It was an oasis. Oasis. Corvallis. Life-changing experience. You ever even been to Corvallis? Yes, I've been to Corvallis. I've eaten at, uh, what is it, Local Boys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do when you go down there, right? Yeah, Local Boys is the... Um Local Boys is like the designated, uh, everybody talks it up, but once you go, it's not really that great spot. That wasn't that bad. Right? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. But you ask anybody who lives there, and they're like, oh, best in town. Best in town. Best Hawaiian like, food in town. I, okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sure. Yeah. No, it was, I, 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 even for Hawaiian food, it was just like, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's I, fine. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was good. I lived in Hawaii, so I, I set the bar pretty high on that but i think one of the things about local boys is uh right it helps your poly pipeline serves all the uh o and d linemen that come from the islands you right? think that's why they commit there <laughs> it is they go to local boys on their visit that, no, that's why you have to talk it up oh that's right that's, yeah, yeah. that's why that's why corvallis has all agreed to be like oh yeah best hawaiian food ever now most of the uh attendees of that fine university have probably never been to the islands and so they go oh yeah it's the greatest well, I'm kind of curious with that whole concept. And 503-250-1080 is the, the fan text line. I want to know, people who have lived in other places besides Portland or even the state. Have Oregon, you lived anywhere besides Oregon? No. So you've only I lived, lived here in Corvallis, and that's yeah, it. That's it. Yeah. What are the places that are like local boys for Corvallis? Meaning they get talked up outside of the state, but uh, as you lived there, uh, they're fine. <laughs> they're they're whatever. Like I think one for Portland is like Voodoo Donuts. Like it gets yes. talked up. Yeah, it's but if you donuts ask is... any Portlander, they'll yeah. be like, "It's fine. It's you know, they're good donuts. It's not incredible. Yeah, but they're fine." Yeah. Well, see, the places I've lived. So I've lived. Uh, I grew up in Vancouver, Washington. Moved uh, to Las Vegas, Nevada. Lived in Anaheim, California. Well, Orange, California, but Orange County, right next to Anaheim. Uh, and then moved to Maui. Lived in L.A. for a while. Lived in downtown Portland for a little bit, and now I'm back in Vancouver. So I've done a little bit more traveling than you. But it's funny. There's, like, Hawaii has a ton of those places where people can't wait to go. But one of the, like, the in Lahaina, where we lived, you have the kind of strip of all of the very cliche restaurants. But everybody goes to Bubba Gump Shrimp Factory. Mm. is packed out. Yes. The Hard Rock Cafe is packed packed out i have been to california i've been to los angeles and i have seen that and i resisted well no that's hawaii oh, hawaii. oh <laughs> and then LA, say. but la has the yeah. same thing well la is very different because la has but la has like in and out burger where people go down there and they're just losing their minds for it but every time we go to southern california we go but there's better places than in and out like there's a place that i love called the hat dude they have a pastrami burger that's you know i'm holding the size of probably a basketball but they put at least half a pound of pastrami on top of a burger. That place is a ridiculous hamburger. In-N-Out is a very good fast food cheeseburger. I will give it that, but it's still a fast food cheeseburger. But that's people like, oh, my God, we got to go to In-N-Out when we're down there. Yeah, I, I had In-N-Out. Um, I think when we played at SC, and I was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this is fine. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, somebody saying on the uh, uh, fan text line, 503-250-1080, Pike Place Market in Seattle. Uh, that's not so much a restaurant, but an yeah. experience, but I will vouch for that texture. Uh, I've been to Seattle too many times to count and Pike place market is really not that awesome. You ever have somebody throw a fish at your head? 
Uh, no. Yeah, so I was up there. Um, I just won a <clears throat> championship for girls softball. Told the story. You know my exploits in ladies fast pitch softball. Why don't you tell it again? Nope. That's because all I there's probably a bunch of people <laughs> that have never heard your late fast pitch ladies softball championship story. So I'm wearing my. I want to hear it. So I'm wearing my state championship medal from the girls fast pitch softball uh, Washington State Championship. Uh, right, of course. 1999. Uh huh. And we're at Pike's Place Market, and I start heckling the guy because he dropped one of the fish. They're checking the fish back and forth. So you went to Pike's Place Market and heckled the fish throwers. Wearing my gold medal. And so he comes up to me. He goes, what's that medal for? And and I, in the attempt to be funny, said, courage. And so he grabbed me and put me along the glass case with all the fish on it, placed a Coke can on my head, and goes, all right, if you're so brave, hold still. I'm going to knock that off with a fish. And it took him two tries, and he knocked it off with a fish. The first try. First try, he missed. Second try, got the can, and then the tail of the fish slapped me in the forehead. And I thanked him and went on my way. It was a delightful experience. Somebody else texting in Burgerville. Uh, but I would say that not too many people in the Northwest actually talk up Burgerville that much. They will not go. The Northwesterners will not go out of their way to talk it up. They will use it as a rebuttal. To in and out Yes, they do. Yes. That's it is very not true. like, like people won't come up to, like, I won't suggest anybody who's out of state who's like, oh, where should I eat? I won't immediately go, oh, go to Burgerville. Mm. It'll be more like I'm talking to somebody from Arizona who's like, oh, my gosh, in and out so great. And I'll go, yeah, yeah but you know what? Burgerville is pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't even go that far. I'm just kind of like, yeah, but we got Burgerville. <laughs> there is, there is also the growing up with Burgerville where you're just like, would be good right now you know what would make me feel better you know what would make me feel like my eight-year-old self again protected in the cocoon of my parents burgerville cheeseburger yeah There's you some- know what i got 20 bucks in my pocket i want to spend all of it on one meal at a fast food place no just get the original cheeseburger do you go and get like the t- oh you don't eat burgers well i get the you get the uh, halibut and chips don't i get you? the spicy anasi bean burger ah good how many people, 503-250-1080, how many people that grew up going to Burgerville go and get anything besides the original cheeseburgers? I think a lot of people. I, that's why I'm asking. In fact, I think a lot of people just go for the shakes. They probably got the best shakes of any fast food place in um, in the Portland area, I would say. Yeah. Well. I don't know how much <laughs> you can defend that. I mean, I think anybody from Camas would agree that Top Burger has the best milkshake yeah, that's why I said Portland, and not Camas. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just, you said Portland area. No, I said Portland. Oh, in Portland proper. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. all the Burgervilles are in Portland proper. Dude, you're referencing Camas. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you would like a great milkshake selection and a wonderful high school football experience, go to Camas, <laughs> tailgate with some Top Burger. Bring some whiskey. Get yourself nice and liquored up. And then drive your F-150 around Camas with your milkshake. Driving cookies. Nerd. You ever have a pineapple milkshake at Burgerville? No, because they don't have them. But you can get one at Burgerville and you know, or at Top Burger. And you know what? You can mix that pineapple flavor with any of the other flavors on the list. You can get a pineapple peanut butter one if you wanted to. Peach. They don't care. Kiwi. I don't know if they have kiwi. Vanilla. You can definitely get vanilla. Just saying. Top Burger. Best milkshakes. That's all I'm saying. Milkshakes you have to chew. Do we talk about any sports there? No, just burgers. Yeah. And there's a bunch of texts saying that Burgerville just sucks now. 
Well, hey, cheeseburger was good. Not anymore. A bunch of people putting up the uh, uh, Tillamook pepper bacon cheeseburger. Yeah. Which I have heard that's pretty good, but I don't eat that because I'm better. Because <laughs> you're better. Yeah. I'm better than you, and I'm no, better no, than no. that. No, no, not better than you. Well, I'm just better. I did have a Rokes uh, Little John cheeseburger. If anybody's ever been to Rokes, that is a gnarly burger. I, we did not go to the Farmer John. That is on Columbia, uh. right where it meets Lombard, mm. and uh, they make they. They've got uh, the Farmer John, and they've got the Little John. Both burgers are your burger patty, bacon, ham, fried egg, cheese, secret sauce. Had one of those yesterday. You know where I should put you? Giant burger in Lake Oswego. I, you know, I've been meaning to try it. I always drive yeah. by there, but I'm never uh, I'm never peckish when I'm down there. Dude. But, yeah, I need to make a stop in there. Oh, yeah. It's been around since, like, yep. the late 80s, like, yeah. A long time. I will have to schedule myself a stop at Giant Wait. Burger in Lake Oswego. Uh, if anybody's been to Rokes and Giant Burger, I would like to know the comparison there. Uh, NFL storylines abundant early on. We've got some great matchups. We'll talk some NFL next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Pain. One of the things about the NFL that I always find amazing, maybe more so than other sports, but maybe just because I'm a bigger NFL fan, how tiny moments change the trajectory of a season, of a player, of a franchise. Uh, this weekend, you have uh, Patriots Raiders, mm. and the Raiders are returning to Foxborough, oh. and it will be the site of the tuck rule. John Gruden returning as the Raiders head coach on the sideline. And, of course, he was traded then to the Buccaneers, so he did not return as a Raiders head coach. The first time in 19 years that he's playing there, but obviously the trajectory of those two franchises went in very different directions. If the Raiders go to the Super Bowl, you imagine they keep John Gruden. If Tom Brady never makes it to the Super Bowl and never becomes, you know, the the young, great quarterback of it. Drew Bledsoe was hurt that season. The young but Sun kisser. Well, he fumbles the ball to lose the right. AFC championship game. Oh, he tucked it. But again, again it had, had it not been for the tuck rule, mm. the trajectory of Tom Brady's career is he's the guy that choked and fumbled the ball in the AFC championship game. He never gets a shot at the Super Bowl, wins it, becomes the greatest quarterback of all time. You don't know what happens there. John Gruden stays. The Raiders go, and who knows if they win that Super Bowl or not. But, you know, playing against the Rams could have gone either way, you say, right? So that's one thing going on this week. You also look back at last week and you have the Patriots uh, Seahawks matchup. And of course, Russell Wilson could have been a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, but he throws an interception. You go to the final play of that game. And all we talked about all week was how Russell Wilson is the leading candidate for MVP because they were so great because they won that game. His five touchdown passes led him to it. But if Cam Newton gets in on that final play, do you think the whole thing is switched? Are we talking about Cam Newton as the early front runner for MVP? Big comeback in Seattle, game-winning touchdown run, uh, unstoppable in goal line situations. Don't you think it's funny how narratives change quickly like that? I do, and to answer your question, no, because it's too early in the season, and mostly games that happen this early that are thought of as memorable uh, get washed by the wayside pretty quick. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff that happens in week ones, weeks one through three get washed away. Unless it's an injury. Well, the Russell Wilson praise is loud right now. It is loud right now, but you don't. 
I don't know. You, you got so much time yeah. ahead of you. And I think the Russell Wilson praise is also loud right now because so many people are trying to do the makeup call. Which I, is I would agree with like that. Yeah. The last three, four seasons, he's had MVP stats, and he just hasn't won it because there have been better narratives like Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. or Patrick Mahomes. Um, but And he hasn't been to a Super Bowl since he threw the interception that lost it. I mean, part, sure. of, part of that is when we look back at those two Super Bowls, it is – you you go. That was all the defense. Well, if he engineers that drive to completion and they get that touchdown, he throws the game-winning touchdown pass on a, a goal line situation. That he's probably the MVP of that game, and it, the narrative changes. But you know what? For that exact reason is why I think so many people have now tried to steer clear of Russell yeah. Wilson and to put him up on a pedestal. And it's not just because of that moment, objectively. It's kind of the underlying subjective meanings of it, which are, I think most players in the NFL get in front of a mic and say, I totally respect Russell Wilson, his game. I totally, but I think in their head and probably in private conversations, they go, that guy is such a corny and <laughs> effer. And the way he plays is so ridiculous to the point that all he is doing is pretty much running around constantly and throwing it that I, 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 don't, I, I can't place him anywhere. Yeah. And they're inconsequential as a team after that. After that, dude, you have to admit, the Seahawks have become like a, I wonder if they'll get back their narrative team. Yeah, I think there's an element That's of that. what they've been for almost the entire yeah. decade. It's like, oh, I wonder if they'll get back to that uh, two Super Bowl appearance team. Well, they still had Marshawn Lynch. Obviously, he was a big part of the storyline. I mean, they had some Thomas Rawls moments. They had some Chris Carson moments. No, they but, had a, a Thomas Rawls moment. <laughs> Fair enough. But but they, but they had these guys that were supposed to be the next thing. They, they have been decimated with injuries at the running back position is the point that I'm trying to make. And you you also, on the defensive side, you've seen the Legion of Boom dissolve, but they do have Bobby Wagner in the middle of that defense where he's not overlooked because he's corny. He just doesn't have a big personality. And there was so much personality on that defense. The one guy remaining from those two Super Bowls that's still there might have been the best defensive player the entire time, but he did not have the personality, that big image of the Legion of Boom. He was just oh, the best linebacker in football uh, along that time. The one guy I will say that makes the the Seahawks unbelievably interesting on defense this year is uh, Jamal Adams. I cannot take my eyes off of him on the field. I mean, he is is something else, and you wonder if they can figure out some sort of pass rush because, yes, the Seahawks won their first two games, but their defense is awful. I mean, what are they giving up right now, 30 points a game? You can't do that. Even if you're scoring 35, that's going to bite you in the ass eventually. Yeah. So I think that there are some interesting things going on, and they did have a lot of pieces around it. But the part about you saying that Russell Wilson was corny, I think it got even worse than that. I mean, remember two years ago, they were writing articles saying that the it was an explosive situation because it was a defense against the offense, which was really the Legion of Boom against uh, Russell Wilson, and they were trying to pick apart that team. Now, the Seahawks have only missed the playoffs once in the last, what, eight years. So they've been a really good team, but to make it a back-to-back Super Bowls, it's just, it's such a lofty expectation that they kind of set for themselves. So, I don't know, man. They have some very interesting pieces, and this year started off, I think, as good as any, and it'll be fun to see what happens. Well, and to go back to your uh, conversation with Cam Newton, too, I would like to put this out here, and I know that we're uh, almost running against it with this segment, but I will say this. 
let's just slow our roll on Cam Newton, please. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Him and I'm Julian Edelman. Sure. Julian Edelman, career receiving day. Yeah. You know, uh, who was that guy who performed pretty well for Belichick and then amounted to nothing? Uh, Tom Brady. Oh, what's that? Jacoby Brissett, right? <laughs> uh, what about Matt that Castle? other guy? What Matt about, Castle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Matt Castle. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What about that other Don't guy? Don't go Jim- Jimmy Garoppolo. He oh. went to a Super Bowl last oh, year. Oh, yeah, he totally did. He did. Right. He, yeah. He 100% did. Oh, I know. I, you know who else went to a Super Bowl and sucked as a quarterback? Rex Grossman. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. it's a fair point. You know who else did? Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's always going to be and a Super Bowl sucked. champion. <laughs> I, I want to slow the roll on Cam Newton because... He is literally just taste, uh, uh, Jason Tatum at this point. Or not Jason. Um, literally Jason Tatum? No, not Jason. Sorry, I'm getting the guy. Oh, what is wrong with you? Uh, and you misused literally. Uh, no. Um, okay. I always forget the guy's name from the Saints. Michael Vick? No. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. That's it. Okay. Good he's job. basically Taysom Hill. Uh, except for he's an MVP. So. Yeah. So is Derrick Rose. And now he's basically. Derrick Rose, 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 Rose is playing. Derrick Rose is a better comparison than than Taysom Hill. I mean, Derrick Rose was a bright spot that people went. He's going to change the way that we play uh, NBA basketball. And then dude, he, you know what? And, and this is the problem with Cam Newton right here. Seriously, the whole MVP thing. Yes, he was MVP. How many years ago was that? Four. No. 2016. No. When was it? 14. <laughs> yes. Okay. So six years ago. Uh, that's that's more than half a decade okay dude he was an mvp a long time ago and yes. now he's in an offense where basically 40 percent of the time he's running the ball isn't that the reason he started sucking because he ran the ball and got hit so much that his shoulder is now comparable to the strength of a five-year-old boy like give me a break dude yeah, that five-year-old can chuck it yeah okay dude he's if he's if he's throwing it uh-huh. with a five-year-old's ability that's a good five yeah that's a good five let me tell you something how many weeks has it been in the nfl season so far two 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 weeks you give me week four okay. let's let's have this conversation to get at week four and watch what happens to cam newton and i will gladly take whatever outcome that is can, can if I it's have- great then i'll admit i was wrong if it's bad i will come back and rub it in everybody's face and go this is exactly what I expected to happen. Can I also tell you that uh, one thing that helps your passing game, uh, even if you have the arm strength of a five-year-old, Seattle has no pass rush. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. yeah, it Zero. also helps that you play in probably the second worst division. They have three in sacks in yeah. two games. Two of those yeah. are the man that I mentioned. Their safety, Jamal Adams. Yeah. Dude, not great. he plays for Bill Belichick. Belichick figured out how to make it work. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting experiment to watch and and see what happens. Um, but it sounds it, like you are not on the side that Cam looks great. I just don't like it either. Using that whole like he was an MVP thing. Yeah, because of all. I, I I mean, I mean you could do that with college football. You could have said that in the first year with Johnny Manziel. Yeah, he's a Heisman winner. Come on. Well, Heisman and MVP are two very different things. No Heisman way, does not man. guarantee no. success in the NFL. MVP means you had a great year. You had a great year. Yeah. Everything after that is totally up to whatever happens. Yeah. It, well, it doesn't ride on that. I, I It just doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. You can win the MVP one time. We will watch it, and we'll see what happens. Russell Wilson, zero MVPs. Yeah. He's consistently good. Yeah, it's just not because I'm I'm looking at it right now, and he right now in two weeks is the NFL MVP frontrunner. Cam Newton, 
Is a glorified running back. Completing 84% of his passes, Russell Wilson. That ain't bad. It's good. And and, and he threw the ball away like three times intentionally last week. All right. uh, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the NBA. We have uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference uh, finals. uh, Both are looking like they could be over pretty quickly, but we'll uh, get Will's opinion on that. Then we will do what to watch, and we'll talk about the week three matchups for the NFL. But right now, your college football scoreboard in your update. That's right, tailgate! Joe Joe Tessitore looks really different. He looks really sweaty. Yeah. I mean, they are in Florida, right? Yeah. So, or are they in Mississippi? No, they're in Mississippi. Yeah, they're in Mississippi. Same difference. Um, Hot, sweaty part of the country. Yeah, Tess looks... uh, It looks like he got fired from uh, Monday Night Football and has been drinking a lot. Yeah. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's got a beard. He had a beard last year. Well, I know, but now his hair's kind of grown out and he looks a little more tan. Yeah, he spends a lot more time at the bar. Wife probably left him after the Monday Night thing and he's, he's out there doing the singles thing. He's probably on Tinder. If you could be any uh, ESPN personality or just any sports media personality. Are you talking position? Like what What my dream job? No, no, no. Oh, okay. uh, uh, people who are uh, currently working as sports personalities in Ooh. major media markets. Who would you be? Hmm. I don't know. I'd, Romo? Oh, really? Yeah. Color analyst, lead color analyst for the CB or, or Collinsworth. I mean, that would be the job to have. But I think Romo gets he's it, Romo gets the oh, that's the fun guy, you know, right? He's like you, you tune in, and it's like he's there to entertain. He's less education, more entertainment. Collinsworth, I think, is a little more educational. But yeah, I think I think Romo's got the the sweet gig. Plus, he gets paid like a gajillion dollars, yeah. so that'd be hard not to have that. But yeah, color analyst. Uh, leading a network, and then he just kind of farts around, just like, oh, I bet you they're going to do this. Oh, man, they got <laughs> my <laughs> And he kind of pisses off Jim Nance with that. Like, when he first started, and Nance was like, hey, come on, man, be a little more professional. And then Nance is like, I guess I better come to your side. You're right. Yeah, that's the gig. What's I, yours? I, I guess I'll try this fun thing. Yeah. Um, Probably second would be Terry Bradshaw where you don't have to pronounce anything right. Oh, and no. you can just do a terrible job of doing like, Oh, so that- now you're going to be on your own reality show. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, he does. He's with yeah. his daughter. Well, it's not his reality show. His daughters want to do a reality show. He's like, yeah, whatever you need. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be on a reality show, but, but, but being the, the dumb guy on the, uh, the morning show, the Sunday morning show just shows up and just, yeah. Mine's Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler. Yeah, easy. Yeah, he's got a pretty good. Well, he, but he does play-by-play and studio hosting. Well, no, dude. I get my two favorite sports. Yeah, college football. And tennis. Oh, does Chris Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but does Chris Everett in tennis? The hell? He does, uh, he does U.S. Open in Wimbledon. Ah. And then he gets to go do college football. Yeah, see, Jim Nance has it pretty good. He does NFL and he gets to do the Masters every year. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, but see... More, one more point to do Tony Romo. Tony Romo, he leads the uh, the CBS lineup from the color standpoint, and then he goes and tries to qualify for the U.S. Open. So he just plays golf and talks about football. And he probably has all the Corona he can drink. Then he do, Does he do Skechers too? Uh, I know he did. Comfortable shoes? Yeah. Mexican beer? 
Playing a lot of golf, talking about football. Yeah, yeah see, I would be it. more into like because I feel like the whole pay thing with them. I'm gonna look out because I know Tony Romo gets paid a gajillion dollars. Of money. Uh, hold on, just looking up. Okay, so Chris Fowler gets paid uh, three million a year, right? Yeah. I think at that point, I'm still taking Fowler over Romo because I feel like in terms of money. Like, if you're making anywhere over, like, a million or a mil and a half a year, it's kind of, it's at that point, it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, great. Like, I, I don't really need to worry about money. If I'm making three million a year, I really don't need to worry about money all that much. <laughs> like, oh, I'm with you. Yeah. But, 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 again, the fun guy on the NFL slate and the guy just goes and plays golf, it fits my personality more. I'm less of a college football guy, so, hey, I'm not knocking your pick. Is I think it, you are. It's just not the one I would take because college football hmm. does not sit number one for me, nor does tennis. Uh, did you like, because we didn't get the opportunity to talk about it, did you like Fowler and Herb Street on Monday Night Football? I didn't listen to a ton of it. I kind of was checking in on that game, but I didn't sit down and watch it. I don't mind the other um, the other lineup. Now I'm trying to, my, I'm at a loss of who's doing the other, um, but it was Riddick, Lewis Riddick. Uh, Brian Greasy, and now I'm losing my train on who was doing the uh, play-by-play. Oh, Mike Wilbon. <laughs> no. Oh, it's not? No. Uh, uh, but they, they sounded good on Monday night last week. Sure. Yeah, they sound fine. Whatever. <laughs> not going to blow your socks. They, listen, they threw a lot of money at a lot of people. It sounded so much better than Boog and Tess. That's my point. Here, here's what I'll say. I, I just think Monday Night Football at this point, it really doesn't matter who you put in there. You know, I, I heard, you know, there were the rumors, right? Get Tony Romo away from there. I know yep. they wanted Peyton to get Manning. Uh, Kevin Harlan away from Turner Broadcasting for him to do it at a certain point. Uh, there is nothing that you can do to make me watch Monday Night Football anymore. And I think uh, the it's, Raiders beating up on the Saints didn't do it for no, you? No, honestly, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I think it's because of the fact that Monday Night Football used to be something that was kind of a habitual thing for a lot of Americans in that you would have this great start to yeah. your week. It was supposed to be a, either a great start to your week or a great end and to your NFL weekend. Yeah. The end of the NFL weekend is now Sunday it, night football. Very and everybody much totally agrees with it. And even if you have good games on Monday night, it is so effing removed from all the action that happens in one day that I just don't care. And I don't care to watch it, and I don't need to. You know what? I just don't. I, I, I do not disagree. The only reason I tuned into that game, I was like, Raiders might win this thing. Yeah, that's that, that's what got me going into it. So at least it was a good game. And, you know, I, I, I'll disagree with the text that says the ter- they're terrible on Monday night. You know what? They're very, they're fine. They're just not bad. And, and that's, I guess. But, dude, they don't need fine. Like they, they, they need know. really they, good, they like do. the amount right. of money that they yep. poured into uh, broadcasting rights for that game. Like they need Tony Romo. They yeah. need Kevin Harlan. They, they need, need Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. They need yeah. Kevin Harlan and Peyton Manning. Is yeah. what they need. I mean, really yeah. they do. Um, but I, honestly, I just think the unfortunate truth here is that the generation of football fans coming up, which, you know, Gen Xers and millennials, uh, it's just Monday night football doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, all right. Ton of NBA there. So we'll tell you what to watch. Oh, we'll right. Squeeze it in there. Uh, I'm taking the Lakers. And in the East? Uh, I'm still taking the Heat. The Heat yeah. versus Lakers. Because I watched that Heat game last night, and I think they just, they almost had it. Except for, you know, 41. <laughs> Giving up 41 points. The third, in the third quarter. quarter. Yeah. The, Honestly, like, the it Celtics looks like they just, are, like, turned yeah. their switches off in the third quarter. Yeah, probably weird. tired. 
They're stuck in a bubble. Uh, all right, so there's your NBA talk. We will tell you what to watch in the NFL weekend next. It's What to Watch, Center and Saint, 1080, The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. Week three of the NFL is uh, very exciting in my mind. Uh, there are at least a handful of games that I want to watch. Will, what are you watching for tomorrow? Sunday night! Sunday night football. Uh, Saints and Packers. I want to see if Mr. W gets in the game. Mr. W. Mr. Eat those W's. I uh, was listening to a podcast the other day, and somebody... Uh, Wouldn't they, they go Taysom Hill? Uh, Taysom Hill, right. Um, and somebody, uh, uh, they were doing like an open mailbag segment, and somebody asked these hosts, um, what movie would fit really well with uh, Jameis Winston's eating the W scene? Yeah. Like... Where would that work really well in a movie? Nowhere. Really? I don't. Where? Any comedy. <laughs> put it in. Uh, put it in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, there it would go. work great there. There you go. He's one of the uh, inmates you walk by. Yeah, 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 and he's eating those W's. Eat that W. That is so awkward. Yeah, he's a weird dude. I mean, that was really, really uh, But bad. you're suggesting that Drew Brees is no longer the Drew Brees of the past. He's also without his best receiver. So that yeah, he's without his best receiver, in. but also uh, I think there's just going to be a point at which in that game, if stuff goes awry, that you might see famous Jameis get in the game Ooh. late uh, because the Packers look pretty dang good. Yep. Uh, their defense looks good. Aaron Rodgers is playing Aaron like his Jones. job. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Aaron Rodgers is playing like his job depends on it because it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, that very quickly might become a blowout. And I'm just interested to see who they'll put in. The Saints uh, yeah. late in the game. Uh, battle of undefeated teams at 10 a.m. Rams at Bills. It's been two weeks uh, since I dropped this little nugget on you. But uh, Stefan Diggs was the highest percentage catching deep balls in the NFL last year. The lowest quarterback uh, percentage completing was... Uh, our friend, Josh Allen. Josh, what, what was that stat again? So he was completing 20. Per, no, the other one that you hated was uh, air yards. That was Tom Brady. <laughs> That's right, air yards. Air yards. No, but uh, last season, Josh Allen's completion percentage downfield passes was 22%. In 2020 so far, it's 75%. The Rams are undefeated. The Bills are undefeated. That's an early game to keep an eye on. And then, of course, uh, the Seahawks uh, hosting the Cowboys at 125 is another one to watch. 
Dak Prescott uh, engineered a miraculous comeback against the Falcons. The Seahawks have let teams come back in every game that they've played in. They've had huge leads, and their defense cannot get to the quarterback. So I think that'll be a good one as well. I expect the Seahawks to win, of course, um, and I think it was more luck for the Cowboys than anything else, but here you are. I was about to say, is it kind of a uh, gimme comment to say that the Cowboys are just not really that good at all like uh, no, are actually just yeah. like a bad team yeah i mean i i would i would agree with that but yeah. again seattle has jumped out to early leads their offense seems unstoppable but they still allow teams to claw back because they can't put any pressure on opposing quarterbacks so yeah i just for some reason when i watched that atlanta game or the atlanta uh dallas game yep i just even though the cowboys were coming back i just in the back of my mind i couldn't help but think like yeah, this team sucks. <laughs> they just do. And then when I watched the Ram, uh, the Rams game too, when they played the Rams, I, I felt the same way. Yep. I was just kind of like, gosh, they suck. Well, I'm excited. I mean, the the NFC West. A lot of people have said that that is the most exciting or the most competitive conf- conference. Not anymore. They're seven and one. Their only loss is an in division game. So I mean, I know yeah, they have a dude, lot of injuries. Those but. Niners. Yeah, but the Niners, I mean, the Niners are like scary territory yeah i don't know and the rams i think haven't been exposed yet. well that that's why it'll be interesting to watch that and of course the one thing that you you just mentioned is monday night football game will not get you interested no matter what i give you chiefs ravens will you not be interested in that game at all uh i mean that's probably one that i will keep the score app close yeah. to me and see if it's getting close I don't know. I'm turning that one on from jump. I mean, that that's must-watch TV when you have Pat Mahomes against Lamar Jackson. I mean, for me, the last two MVPs, these MVPs were won last year and the year before, and the guy who won it the year before, I know it's one year removed, won the Super Bowl last year. Is this going to be billed as um, the uh, that famous Monday night game versus uh, Chiefs versus Rams? A yes. couple years back, you yep. remember? Where it was yep. like 78 to yeah, 71. Two, two, two years ago? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it will. I, I don't know if it will be as high flying, but it will be as intriguing to me. Well, I mean, this, it'll th- suck too because of the fact that that was played at the Coliseum and that was awesome. And this yep. one will be played in front of nobody in or Baltimore. very little people. Yeah, I'm not know. sure how many people are coming. I know that they did change some of the regulations for decibel levels uh, with the murmurs for uh, stadiums that allow 2,500 or fewer people very weird the decibel levels yeah i'll tell you what it's uh it's very very strange uh but hey here's what you need to know is uh the pac-12 is back uh but if you can't wait for it to come back there is pac-12 football right here we're doing replays uh from last season so uh get the ducks game from last year right here on 1080 the fan you don't have to change the dial and you have new live lookbacks from the crew, Jerry, Georgie, and Joey Mack will be uh, looking back at the game, so you'll get a new updated uh, broadcast to go with it. Uh, real quickly, before we move on, anything you're watching outside of sports that people need to tune into? I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. Are you really? Yeah. My, my wife and I have started from the beginning, and it's it's awesome trash. The Canadian television show Shit's Creek, if you have not watched it, I'm only also on season great. four, is fantastic. They swept the Emmys. Do you see how much they won? Yes. I don't know if anybody watched the Emmys. Uh, but that show is uh, pretty fantastic. So I watched it early on, and then I just went back to it, and then the Emmys happened, so I've been watching that. So uh, that would be another recommendation. David! 
that it's a great cast. Eugene Levy always cracks me up. Captain O'Hara is wonderful. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't tuned into that, uh, watch it, enjoy it. Uh, all right, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. There is college football. There's NFL football. It's wonderful. Uh, but we're done. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 